Jeffrey's Comics. Jeffrey's Comics is Krypton's number one source for silver gold vintage comics, new comics, and trade paperbacks. We love mail orders. Mention Fantastic Forum and all trade paperbacks are buy three and get the fourth one free. Call us at 310-538-3198 or check out our silver gold vintage collection at comic books and the people who love them i'm 32 i don't know what to say i don't know what to say it, i'm blown my mind's blown away it's 632 welcome to fantastic forum uh damn look i i just i don't know what to say i'm i'm i, I guess i'm shocked by the fact that we actually started on time that it's like it's kind of just messed up my entire intro i apologize this fantastic forum um yeah i already said that you were show about comic books uh, we are the Fantastic Forum coming to you live and direct from All Game Studio Los Angeles. <laughs> Sorry. You have half of the usual suspects in the building. Uh, am I low? Am I? Let me turn myself up if I'm a little too low. There we go. That's probably better. Um, you have half of the usual suspects in the building. On Skype, he is the backbone, the pillar, the strength, the fantastic form, our nigh and vulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. What's up? Yeah. Um, as for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. Sometimes they call me mayor, sometimes they call me mister. Um, yeah. Uh, look, I guess this is what happens when you start on time. The, sh the show is distorted. Or not the show, the, the music was distorted, even though it's not on anymore, and I was low. But I think I'm better now. But maybe, maybe you know, you guys can let me know in the chat room if Moses and I sound okay. Obviously, we're not going to play the theme <coughs> again, so that should be a non-issue. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, six, it's 6.34. No, we started on time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's that's the, exactly the response that I would expect from Mo. Mo Mo is good because Mo's not gonna give you any props for doing what you're supposed to do. That which is how people should be. Like you don't know, you know, Mo is like, you know, when those people are like, man, I take care of my kids. You lashing yourself because it's six thirty two, not six thirty. 
What's 630? No, no, no. It was 632, but the theme takes two minutes. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. give, give, give me a Come on, man. Give me a break here. It's like the theme. I, I know the Jeffrey spot should air at 629. <laughs> oh, okay. So so now now we have to start at 629 uh, to... to Forget, wait, Tire Claw's saying we're six minutes late. Tire Claw's clocks are all off. Must Actually, be. mine is what Tire Claw is except for the mine part. But I figured mine was wrong. Oh, damn it. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, no. We're late. We're late. All right. Show over. We're done. It's not even worth doing anymore. Okay. I'm, I'm going to try to work for 29 next time. Fantastic Forum. Um... We got a great show for you today. You know why? Because uh, we're going to bring you a review. A review of All-Star Batman number <coughs> one. Uh, we're also going to bring you the latest and greatest in comic book news. Uh, we're going to talk about what me and Mo have been doing over the past week and reading and watching and friggin' shenanigans and such. And we're going to talk about whatever else is you guys want to talk about. And we'll tell you how to do that. Um... In just a moment. But first, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network, and of course, you guys, the All Games community, for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. Thanks. Also, we want to thank, thank our sponsor, Jeffrey's Comics, who got the shout out earlier, so thanks, Jeff. And uh, if you want to get down a fantastic forum, guess what you can do? Uh, you can go ahead and jump on Skype. Uh, it only takes a few minutes to download if you don't have it already. You can put Fantastic Forum into your contacts, uh, hit the green button, and we will bring you in at, at the coveted spot of the third member of Fantastic Forum. It, it, we don't get a lot of third members. Most of the time, we're like, you know, sometimes we do fourth. But of course, most of the time, we're talking about fifth, sixth. But third? Only been a few of those. So if you want to jump in, now's a good time. Um... Also, we have the All Games chat room. Chat.allgames.com, allgames.com slash chat, or go to allgames.com, hit the live slash chat button, and it'll ask you to pick a nickname, and you can get into the chat room, or we'll take your comments directly out of chat and bring them into the show, such as Shadow Next Gen, who says, don't let it happen again, or you're fired. Damn it, Shadow Next Gen. Why has he got to go so hard on me? We, we call him Baby Trump. That's what we call Shadow Next Gen when, he, when he's not around. Baby Trump. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sh Shadow Next Gen is actually like one of the friggin' sweetest people you'll ever meet. <coughs> just like we hung out with him, right? Yeah, what? Yeah, Shadow Next Gen, absolutely. You uh, friggin' look, you've hung out with Shadow Next Gen so many times, you don't even know. You no, know, I, I, I know, I remember him. Yeah, you no, know, I'm about to say, I'm like, you, you know him by his real name. You know? <laughs> no, I actually don't. <laughs> He's like, okay, no, that's fair. I try not to call people by their real name, just their name in chat or gamer tag or Twitter name, whatever. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I go, I've always been like that with, you know, nicknames. And then it just stuck. And, and my job is like that too. So it, now I'm really just all about the nicknames. That's fair. That's fair. I'm looking in the chat to see uh, Workhorns, I believe is what that says. I don't have the greatest eyes, so forgive me, Workhorns. But it says, I thought FF was a show with all the Irish dudes. So confused. <laughs> I'm like, nope. 
That's not us, Workhorns. None yeah. of us. None so of us. Are, from, well, not that far. Not that what? Not that far from it. No? no? You think? Like, mm-hmm. we're, we're, well, you know, Oz and I are Mexican. Is that? That's like, like the Irish of the South. Red, white, and green. <laughs> and they're like insanely Catholic or Protestant. Uh huh. And they have a bunch of kids. So yeah, really, I guess Mexicans are kind of Irish. The Irish, uh, Irish of south of the border. Yeah, or Italians of south of the border. Same, same deal. There you go. Like, like if I was again with the Catholic and the mommy issues and yeah, and a bunch of kids and red, white, and green flag and all the food has tomatoes built up as onions and yeah, and pork. So yeah, I guess we're Italian, Irish, and Mexican. That's fair. Well, I don't, I don't get any parallels, I don't think, because Belizeans are definitely closer to English than they are to Irish. And, I mean, my family's Catholic, but not a lot of them aren't. Some of, a lot of them, or some of them can be Catholic, some of them are Anglican, some of them are other things. So, yeah, Jay, Jay definitely doesn't do the Irish thing either. But, you know, but anyway, look. We're just happy you're here, Workhorns. We hope you hang around. We hope you have a good time. If you have any questions or decide you want to join us on Skype, feel free. And, now, of course, that goes with the rest of the good people in chat. I also see Rageinator in there. What up, Rageinator? I haven't seen him around in a little bit. That's my own failing, not his. And uh, we're getting right to it. We have a call. <laughs> Caller, you are the third member of Fantastic Forum. Tell us who you are, where you're calling from, and what you want to talk about. I'm hecked, coming from Ireland. <laughs> Gonna talk about whatever you guys are talking about. There it is. Hex here to jump around. <laughs> I'm actually curious at what show is the one with all the Irish. I don't have a one. I think we have like huge shows, don't I think B It's like we need to dissent, because that's a big point. Like, you know. Yeah, I, 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 I thought you took over. over it. Say what? I thought you took over. You need to know this stuff, man. No, I haven't officially, like, look, first of all, let me just set this straight. I am not the new head of all games. Like, I'm not, like, (laughs) taking over everything. Like, I know most people know this and are just joking, but there are other people that are listening, like, is is Mary Young taking over all games? No, I am not taking over all games. What I am doing is filling in for Derek H, and I'm going to do that next month. So that he can have a break, because Derek H works hard, uh, not only like being the editor in chief of all games and making sure that you know all the trains arrive uh, and not as late as they could, <laughs> but uh, you know he has another job, and you know I mean Derek H I'm sure would like to just kick back sometimes. Like I would, lo- I'm sure there are games that he would like to just play and other things he would like to do with his time, and I'm going to try to give him that opportunity next month. Uh, but I am, like, you know, I'm, I'll be learning the ins and outs uh, this month so that I can be prepared to fill in that role next month. So, yeah, don't, don't get it twisted or confused. I'm not, I'm not taking over. I am not uh, the new Scott Rubin, the new Derek H., or the new anybody else who's ever been in charge of all games. I'm just the the guy that'll be filling the spot for for a little bit. So so does that mean I ask you for ways, or L- does it have to wait? Heck, guess what? You, I'm gonna use my executive powers right now 
to double your salary. Done. Awesome. Done. Yes. Two cents. But boom. Nice. You're welcome. You Thank know? you. You're welcome. Si se puede. <laughs> Word. Word. Bring hope. I'm, I'm raising all of us up. <laughs> there it is. Rising tide, right? Yep. There you go. Tiger Claus and Chase says what Mel Young is trying to say is he's in charge of making the tough decisions for all games. That's that's it. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Workhorn says, Mary Young, will you be adding hot chicks to the lineup? We already got them. You know, there it is. You better, you better look up Normie. Done. You know, no disrespect. Please don't punch me. No. <laughs> uh, Tiger Claus says. You're the only person that they can take offense to saying that. <laughs> Am I? Why? I don't know. You just have that look. Remember that when you asked that girl that her name that one time? When I, when I asked, uh, are we talking about what, at Comic-Con? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That was really wild. That was a wild time. Um, but, yeah. Uh, basically, uh, Rage Nears in chat says, uh, what are you doing today, Mary Young? What I do every day. Take over all games, then the world. There it is. Just that simple. Shh, don't tell them, Regenerator. Don't tell them. Uh, so, guys, what's going on? What's what's happening in the wonderful, burgeoning world of comic books? What, what are you guys feeling? What are you guys loving? What are you guys hating? Oh, you know what? I should mention, Tiger Claw also did mention that Suicide Squad uh, is number one still. And expected to remain number one for the third week. He wanted he want us to know that. I don't and it's it's also it, it shattered the record for the second Friday after opening uh, ticket sales. Are you are you joking or are you being real right now? No, I'm joking. Oh, okay, I'm about to say because I'm like I don't even look. These they, they the Suicide Squad guys are making up all types of records, so I don't know. <laughs> like I don't know what's real or what's fake anymore. Like the PR team is like. Now, if we want this to, whichever way this can be perceived as a hit, we have to make that happen because I think Warner Brothers is like, we can't have any more, anything that even seems like it's not a flop. It, it also, it is the highest grossing of all time, movie of all time in the category of Will Smith and Margot Robbie co-starring. <laughs> that I believe. But but only on the fifteenth. <laughs> there it is. It's the highest grossing movie they've ever both been in together. Got it. On the fifteenth. On on the fifteenth. On the fifteenth. Uh, during the blue moon. What what is the next what's the next movie that you guys are looking forward to? Like heck, what what's the next movie on your horizon that you're like, man, I really want to see that. I mean, after what I just saw, that animated Batman 66 movie, that's really, like, there's nothing that piques my interest besides Wonder Woman other than that. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. What about you, Mo? War Dogs. Uh, that's the, uh, the, the movie with the dudes that are the gun runners, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, that movie actually is going to be great, I think. <clears throat> Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I'm a, a huge Todd Phillips fan um, from back in, you know, road trip days. And Oh, did he do road trip? Yeah, he did road trip. He did old school. He oh. did the hangover trilogy. Oh, yeah, those are all great. And 
he basically, he, he did a, he did one with Robert Downey Jr. too. That's kind of like funny drama, and this is kind of like looks like a funny drama thriller almost action action. Like it's just it has almost it looks like it has a little bit of everything that I enjoy in movies. Including a big fat so as the lead that I can identify with. <laughs> that's messed up. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. You know, I don't know this for a fact, but, you know, I um, listened to a story on NPR about two guys that were doing this. And I don't know if it's based on their story. No, it, it probably is what you're thinking of. Because it is based on... Um, actual events oh okay yeah man yeah and it's a dude that basically gets uh i guess he, he kind of tricks the government or cia into a gun contract but the guy has no real experience being a gun runner he's right. just fucking his dad sells guns at like an ammo shop in the south or something in florida yeah yeah these two guys their story is amazing because it's like they basically go from from like just because i guess one of them or maybe like you said their dad they find out that there's a site where you can like bid on government contracts and because they have no overhead because they're just two guys they're able to underbid the hell out of most other companies and they end up getting into supplying guns and ammo for the u.s military and the 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 things they had to learn and how quickly they had to do them were like the, li- listening to them tell the story was just like, this is crazy. Like, yeah. no, like people should not do this because it's a dangerous and seedy world, man. And so, uh, yeah, I, I definitely want to check that movie out, too. Yeah, so. You know, it, it's interesting. I feel like there's not a lot of buzz for Doctor Strange. Like, I don't, I don't know if people are digging that. Which is crazy because, I mean, the trailers come out and it seems like people like them. But, you know, it's not like anybody's like, oh, yeah, that's like on my must-see. Yeah, but doesn't Guardians of the Galaxy like that too? I don't know. I feel like there was more energy for Guardians, but maybe. I know there was more energy on, well, I, I don't have, like, TV, so. Right. I don't see commercials. I don't know what kind of commercials they're playing for uh, Doctor Strange, but I know for Guardians, there at least was a marketing campaign. Yeah, and, you know, we may not be at the TV Blitz yet for for Doctor Strange. Like, that might be, like, another month out, you know. But, like, come, come September, I'm sure that that will ramp up because they have to make sure they get people in the seats for November, but, um, you know, but it's just, like, comparing it to, like, say, Rogue One, which I feel like everybody is, like, psyched about Rogue One. Oh, yeah, I mean, that shit looks amazing. It does. And, you know, I've got a few naysayers here and there, but, you know, other than that, it's, like, most people are kind of, like, it's going to be great. And, you know, it's funny because somebody brought up an interesting point to me uh, just today where they're like you know it'll be interesting because this is be the first Star Wars movie in a long time where we'll kind of feel like there's some state because they're like you know they're going to introduce us introduce us 
to a cast of people in this movie and you know for all intents and purposes they could just like kill that whole cast before the movie's done if they want to because none of the people that are going to be in the movie are like key figures in the Star Wars mythos I mean they kind of have to wouldn't they no, because otherwise, like, they're, they're doing a job that you know they did. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the key people in Rogue One, on the good side, probably aren't going to be there because, man, I don't remember how Star Wars goes. But, <laughs> I mean, it's like... I, I don't know, like, shoehorning that in there and being... Being like, we're gonna tell you the story of what happened during this time. Like, I, I don't know. Like, you'd need at least one of the characters to be around after. I mean, I don't think not necessarily. It's like all, all you need are for plans to reach the reach the the Rebel Alliance, right? Anything be anything more than that is just icing, right? It's just extra. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. So, but the fact is, it's just, you know, I mean, nobody, nobody's watched any of the prequels and be like, wow, I wonder if Andy's going to make it or what, you know, it's like, <laughs> like, we know, or no, nobody, like, I mean, even, well, I didn't, I, I can't say that I was thinking in too sophisticated of, of terms or sophisticated of terms when you're talking about the original trilogy because Lord knows we were like all like young if even born <laughs> but um, yeah it's just like yeah it's the first movie in a while where you'd be like okay like who knows what's going to happen because for, for, for all intents and purposes they might just be like okay we're only going to make one of these right because yeah I think I mean, unless they do Rogue 2 and Rogue 3. I mean, which is possible, I guess. We don't know what the story is. But, you know, but that's, I, I think that's the whole point. Where it's like, you don't, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I wonder if they could base anything off the tabletop or, like, trading card game or whatever. Remember that? Do you remember those games, man? I do. Where they would tell you a story about the people in the background. Right. It's like if they did like a kind of like a Tarantino type movie with just all those people's little vignettes. Yeah. I like. I'd watch it. Yeah. I mean, basically, that's what we're getting, right? That's what Rogue One is. <laughs> no, but that's one big movie, though. Yeah. Oh, it's you like think small, like you said, like vignettes. Okay. Yeah. That'd be cool too, though. No, I guess they could call it the Star Wars Christmas Special 2. Oh, that would be a bad idea. <laughs> That'd be a bad idea. They should do that just for fun. Word. Uh, you know what another thing that I was thinking might have a little bit more buzz, but but has not, is that, that uh, Batman Telltale game. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I, don't I haven't hear, got it yet. I'm like, I don't hear anybody talking about that, really. Like, there are some people that definitely reviewed it. And, you know, I saw some some folks do some, like, Let's Play videos um, here. Well, and you know, it's, it's Telltale's own fault. Is it? Why? 
Well, we asked them for a review copy. We asked them for interviews. Like, we actually want to give them, like, a fair amount of coverage. Oh, yeah. But that's free commercials for them. Right, you know? right. Yeah, they put us on the waiting list. <laughs> but, you know, hey. And now they're waiting. I mean, I guess. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not certain, like, maybe there's a, a sector or a group of people that, you know, we don't know about or we're, we're not in the right circle that are really, like, screaming screaming from the mountaintops about that joint. I, I really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. And, you know, it, it would be, like, I would love to talk to more people about that experience just because, again, like, it just had, like, I felt like it was a good, great blueprint for some of the stuff that could come down the pipe. But, yeah, it's like, I feel, I feel. Oh, my it's my problem is I'm, I'm collecting cans so I can buy the, <laughs> the season pass. Look, I, I saw the uh, Instagram of one of those last haircuts you gave. I'm like, those are not inexpensive haircuts, Moses. I look, I, I was like, damn. I'm like, I'm like no. Yeah, the thing is, it's not so much the, the cash flow problem. It's uh, I don't want to put my card on Microsoft's uh, gotcha. like, Um they, they won't let me, because you know how the office suite is now, like, you, you rent it, like, $7 a month or something. Uh-huh. So I want to cancel it, and they won't let me cancel it. How can they not let you cancel it? There's no cancel button. I did their live chat that didn't work. The live and chat guy couldn't couldn't cancel it for you? The live chat guy never answered as soon as I said cancel. Duh. <laughs> They're like, we don't understand your issue. Yeah. It's like, you know, I know people have issues with Apple, like, they don't like how they do things, and it's a closed system. But in my little settings tile is a button where I can subscribe and unsubscribe to anything that I have with them, even not even with them, through them. Got you. And I, it's just a little thing you slide, and it builds, and then when you don't want it, you slide it back, and it stops building. But it leaves it there so that you can resume whenever you want to. Right. You know. And there's nothing like that. In, 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 in I, there's nothing I can find for that. And on my Windows 10 computer, the, on my Xbox, it's like, yeah, I can buy games and stuff. Yeah. And I, I, I have, we have to go to like the Microsoft Store. And yeah, but some account settings. Have, have you ever gone to the Microsoft Store? None unless I have to. It's as <laughs> shitty as the real life Windows Store. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Uh, like it's remember how shitty the interface was on that Nokia Windows phone? Nope. <laughs> well, that's the that's the page for the Microsoft Store, App Store, and it's like you know it wouldn't be that big of a problem except that my Windows account is now tied into my Xbox account because they merged everything. Right. And <laughs> so I was like. I was when in the process of trying to cancel, it, it gave me the option to cancel Xbox Live, but not the other thing. So it's like, that's how I found out everything is linked. So if I put my information in my Xbox, I'm going to get going to get billed again for Outlook and all that stuff that I don't really use. So, so what do you kind of cancel? The office renting? Yeah, yeah. You, you know, when you buy a computer, they give you office for a year, like a yeah. trial thing. 
Yeah. So I, uh, it's Office 360 or whatever. So I got it because at the time, you know, I was looking for work and I needed word processing and everything. And so I figured, you know, I'll do the year free. But then at the year, they tried to build me a couple times. What, what like, was it signed up to, though? Through my computer. Like, it just, so the so window popped up. I put my card and whatever to activate the trial. So, so it's through the little app, whatever, on the computer and not a website or anything. Yeah, no, no, it, it was through the computer. Oh, man. Yeah, so I know uh, Dungeon Buster. Was it Dungeon Buster? No, no. Wait, wait. Oh, oh. oh, yeah, Dungeon Buster says try open office instead. Basically, it's office without too many frills and it's free. And then Tiger Claw put a link to help me cancel. <laughs> Good job, you guys. Open, open a new tab. I'm going to tell you guys this because you'll appreciate it. Uh, earlier at the Olympics, they were showing Taekwondo. Nice. And um, Tiger Claw linked to it. And I said, oh, I took Taekwondo in college for a semester. And uh, Tiger Claw starts talking about, oh, you should have stayed with it. You'd be a badass. <laughs> Are you saying I'm not a badass now? I mean, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> And then we're, we're watching it, and Tiger Claw, man, he knows. He knows Taekwondo, apparently, because these people, they need to learn from Tiger Claw. You'd have gold already if you knew Tiger Claw's Taekwondo. <laughs> Tiger Claw's Taekwondo sounds like Gracie's Jiu-Jitsu. Jiu <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's going to be popular. You better get into his dojo. There it is. I don't even know Gracie's Jiu-Jitsu. You said Gracie's? Yeah. Like, like Gracie. Yeah. Grace. Oh. Like, that was like a chick you tried to put the moves on and she like put you in a headlock or something? <laughs> uh, I, I wish that was the case. It was just a cheap knockoff that was 30 bucks less. But <laughs> <laughs> what did what they charge you for? Like the outfit and that was it? And then they told you to lay on the ground and kick? No, everything was like fairly simple and everything. But then they charge for the diploma. Dang. <laughs> Look, you need your certification. Your 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 badass certification. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a what is it? They used to have those things where you So I just packed up my tutu and left. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, too funny. Shoot, speaking of which, uh big fight this this Saturday. Friggin' Uh, mixed martial arts world, UFC 202, Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz too. These fools, I saw. Uh, uh, they had the uh, <laughs> the freaking uh, the press conference, like the the pre-fight press conference, and the, the these fools are always going at each other. No matter, like they both talk so much smack, and they get each other so angry, and so N Nate Diaz. Friggin' was leaving the conference. I guess they were removing him, it looked like, because it was getting too heated. And he started talking mess, and he, he had a bottle of water that he got from somebody and threw it at Conor McGregor from, like, the back of the, like, whatever the little space that they were having, the, the, the room that they were having the, the conference in. Threw it over the crowd at Conor McGregor. 
And Conor McGregor got so mad that this fool threw his bottle back. And so Nate's people started throwing their bottles of water. And Conor McGregor <laughs> was up there grabbing bottles of water. It was the cleanest food fight ever. <laughs> right. From off of the table, from in front of other fighters, to toss at Diaz and his people. And I'm just like, dude, I can't wait for this fight. Like, this, like Conor McGregor is so butthurt that he got tapped out last time. And he, like, he, I think he feels like he has so much to prove. And so oh, it's going to be great when those guys finally admit that they love each other. It's like, best up, best up. Yeah, serious. <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be just like those two runners that one helped the other instead of trying to beat the other. Yeah. And they just hugged and grabbed each other's ass. <laughs> Oh. It's going to be just like that with these dudes. It's going to be the longest UFC fight ever because you're going to watch them make out. <laughs> All they're going to do is cuddle. Yeah. It's going to be it's going to be awesome. So if you're if you're a fight fan, you should make sure to mess around and check out that this uh this Saturday. Uh but okay. So all that stems from Batman. That's I love it. Batman Telltale game. <laughs> I mean, Batman was the greatest martial artist and detective ever. Exactly. Exactly. You know, Thank you love Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk about what's happening in all new Batman number one, which is uh. It's all star. I'm sorry. It's all new. I'm, I'm, Although got, it does feel like a Marvel book. <laughs> you think so? A little bit. Okay. It. it, it you know, when Marvel decides to do all new, all different, it kind of feels like this. Okay, you have to, like, walk walk me through it. Well, for once, it has John Romita Jr. doing art. Right. Which, I, I don't know if this is his first, like, DC book, because I think he left Marvel. No, 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 I mean... It's not his first DC book because he was—he actually had been doing uh, Superman before Rebirth. Oh yeah, he was doing the fifty-two, but then he uh, didn't he get kicked off or something. I mean, there was different. Like he—he—he he, he moved around a little bit, uh, and I think that there was a point where he was having some issues uh, keeping a schedule for for I think it was actually Superman then too. Uh, but I, yeah, he, I remember he was on the book. I, thought he was on it after Rebirth. Superman? Yeah. Uh, you know what? He might be. He might be on Superman. Like, actually, he might be on uh, Action, if I'm not mistaken. You know, I can I can look into my pile and see if I can figure it out real quick. But, but yeah, he was definitely doing Superman before Batman, and Batman is the new, one of the new books he's doing. But, so, yeah, go ahead. So, yeah, this is all-star Batman. Usually when you see an all-star banner on a DC book, it's really more of a kind of like an out-of-continuity story, almost retelling or reimagining, but lightly. Like, it's never too much of, not like an Elseworlds, you know? But like the old version where you got the goddamn Batman? Yeah, exactly. Or where, you know, the, or the Superman one, which was, like, more of a golden age story. Yeah. So, and and this is kind of what you get here, only it's not, like, any real... It's just a different 
like microcosm of what a Batman story is. Uh, it just drops you in after he defeated or caught Two Face, and then through the exposition, it starts telling you all the shit that Two Face did and why he's so bad. Like he's the new arch nemesis of Batman. Like it's almost pitting him against the Joker for the top villain spot. Right. So, he kind of does a new, like, you know, in the age of WikiLeaks and shit, it takes a little bit of that into account. Uh, It throws a bunch of, like, weird villains while he's trying to really deal with the big bad villain, which is why I say it feels like a Marvel book, because that's how every Spider-Man is after an event. (laughs) <laughs> it's like he's fighting Skilled Man but he's really fighting the Vulture and the clan of uh, Vulture moves it opens with the jobber right exactly <laughs> and here he fought the Black Spider which it's like I could have sworn that was the same Black Spider from Civil War uh, was it uh, Venom Civil War number 3 or some shit no that's that's uh, Black Tarantula right no, is it Black Tarantula? He's kind of like Doctor Octopus. Uh, and he and he fought the Scorpion Venom, the Mad Gardener. Oh dang! You know what? No, I don't think that was actually. Sorry, that was actually Darkwing Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? No, I think that's a different character because Tarantula. Yeah, because you know what? Actually, he's not black. He's just tarantula. Yeah, he's just tarantula, and he's got the red and blue still. Right. With the spikes on his ballet flats. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But this book, this is uh, Scott Snyder coming back to Batman. Yeah, which I'm not really thrilled about. Are you not thrilled about Scott Snyder doing it, or you're not thrilled about this particular book? I mean... Or both. I'm not thrilled about him taking another hiatus from American Vampire. Got you. Um, I was looking to ask Raphael McCricky about that during Comic-Con, because mom has been the word. Right. Because they didn't say, oh, it's going on hiatus. You know, and notice that second run of American Vampire didn't make the waves that that whole first series did. Like, there was waves coming out and buzz coming out of that. Uh, first series, right? At, at every arc, I agree. You know, and then that one, it's like nobody knew where the arc ended. I it yeah it it was weird because it yeah. went it went it went kind of intermittent all of a sudden. Yeah, and uh, but you know that's his own fault. Like you can't take it from somebody that's been podcasting for ten years. If you give if you do it diligently for three or four. And then you take six months off, you don't get that audience back. Yeah, that is true. You know, like it just that it's the consistency that you, that that availability is what, what's going to keep you moving towards success. And right. It's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be a little miserable because it affects into your personal life. But you know, maybe you should have thought of that before having kids and shit. <laughs> That has nothing to do with this book. That's just my personal feeling. Um, I'm glad he has work. Like, because it's not he didn't stop American Vampire because he doesn't want to do it or he's lazy. 
He just stopped it because he's got a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, DC, DC. I mean, was keeping him pretty busy. Yeah, but um, but he he knows. I like reading this. I can tell he knows Batman. I you know this didn't come through as much for me as it does as it did on the on the new 52 stuff like and it's not to say like you know it doesn't seem like he hates batman or could care less about it but you know there were like little moments in the in this book where i was just like that doesn't feel right like and i don't like if if it was if I didn't know it was Scott Snyder writing it, I would be like, man, this guy doesn't understand Batman. <laughs> well, you kind of, it's, it's, that's, I don't, I'm not reading any of the other Batman stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it connects to this or not, but it's kind of what I, what I was saying earlier about the all-star banner is that it, it's something that's going to be a little different because it's whoever's doing, working on it. Yeah is going to be telling you what they want to tell you, how they see it, or how they want to say it. Because, I mean, I wasn't too thrilled about Batman winking, smiling, yeah. and fist bumping. Yeah, exactly. That, those are all the... You, you've just mentioned three of the moments I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just like, Batman fist bumps somebody. Dude, yeah. yeah and, and here's the thing, though. Because, I need to read this. Because of the characters that are in the book, I'm thinking that this is an incontinuity story. Like, this is not... Because based on the things that have been happening in the other Batman books, uh, uh, coming from, like, going off of or uh, 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 after New 52 and leading into Rebirth and stuff, I'm like, this, this is an incontinuity book, as far as I can tell. Because, especially because it's like, he's talking about, like, the fight, at, you know, like, just how you said, like, after Joker you know, like, I'm the guy or whatever, like, I'm the dude that's, like, it's my time now. And, you know, after Joker is basically talking about the, the, what, what's the, the last arc? Um, Endgame. Endgame, right. The Endgame stuff that was happening in New 52, which was basically, like, the last arc for, or one of the last arcs for the Batman book that Snyder was writing. Then he has the, the Robin uh, guy with him, who was the dude that was the lead of the We Are Robin book, and he, Batman, kind of brought him in to not, to, like, be his, his new partner and trying to do Robin in a different way, which is, you know, a big part of this book, too. But that guy is, like, those are all storylines that were threads from, uh, I, actually, I want to say from the different books, the, Ro the We Are Robin book, and uh, what was that? the Robin War series, and then, you know, basically culminating from the end of New 52 and, and doing a little bit different in Rebirth. And um, so it's like, I, I mean, I believe that this is all, this is incontinuity Batman, like, but again, when you're talking about winking and fist bumping, and, you know, I mean, like, yeah, it just, it, it feels different. And it's not like it's the worst thing in the world because... Um, it, it, yeah, it's not the worst thing in the world because it's not like it's like, you know, you look at this Batman and like, oh, he's like acting like uh, some kind of pretender. It's just that, you know, Scott Snyder 
understands the character because he was writing him for all this time before and was nailing it. And so now that it's a little different, it's kind of like, well, I wonder what made him decide to make some of these choices, you know? The end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was weird, but I, again, I attribute it, since I'm not reading other stuff, I attribute it to the All-Star movie. Right. Um, but this, this weird road trip story, it, like, it reminds me of kind of like Midnight Run a little. Mm-hmm. And almost like, I guess, seven. Yeah. Like, you know, so if you like those, it's this with Batman and Harvey Dent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> two faces. So I really like that aspect of it. And I like it, has, it has two stories. It does. And the first one is that road trip. They have to go 500 miles. And we only did one mile in this first part. And, yeah, take that. That's going to go where it's going to go. And it even ended like an old school comic where it's like, like that first story of this two-story book had a, a page in it where I was like, oh, man, okay, this is the end. Like, this is a full comic story. I'm enthralled, I'm, I, I, I'm reading it, and I'm captivated, and then more stuff happened. Right. And then it's like, whoa, there's more stuff happening. And then it's like, then it leaves you in a full cliffhanger. And I'm like, man. And then there's a whole other story. Right. Right. No, I, I, I do agree with you. And it, like, it definitely left me with enough to come back. And, it, you know, it, it's, because, like, so, like, the cliffhanger was kind of like, wow, like, like this. And, and again, that was kind of like, I'm like, okay, I think it's in continuity Batman, but if this goes down as continuity, then this is going to change some things. Yeah, big time. Yeah, so. I went to the DC website and it still calls it a reimagining, so. Maybe Snyder's doing a more loose take than he did on the other books because the other books he knew it wasn't a reimagining. Right. Maybe it's a a la like Avengers Avengers Assembled. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, something like that. Yeah, we're taking we're taking all the the ideas that have been happening with Batman, but we're kind of going our own direction with it. Yeah, yeah. So they make off from there. Yeah, which is hey, and that that's okay because you know. But I, it's interesting, too, because while I thought it was a strange, um, you know, like strange, some of the strange choices Snyder made, I do feel like, oh, okay, there was, um, like, the tones of the movies you were talking about, and also, like, the beginning almost has a little bit of a memento kind of thing going on with it. Yeah. And I was like, you know, this is cool. Like, I'm, I'm definitely along for this ride. What, what I will also say, though, is I feel like this by far was not, John Romita Jr.'s best work. Oh, it never is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say that, but I will say that it's like I could totally see. Look, I can tell you. I can tell you right now where you can find his best work. Where's that? And that's between uh, uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, what is it? Twenty-nine and forty-one. When Straczynski was writing it. Ah, got you. I could see that. That that is the only time 
that that's really it wasn't my first interest to him, but it, it's it's a book of his that I read regularly. Right. And that there was some really like I mean, Spider Man wrestling over the city splash pages were amazing. Like, and then then you see fucking weird ass New Avengers twenty one. <laughs> you know, like everybody dogs on them, but that that Straczynski, there was a point where Straczynski actually said, like, I had a lot of input in the art because I would send it back if it if I didn't like it. Uh, and then they had a clash, and Marvel had to step in to everyone and say, "Look, he's all this. Let him do what he did, you know." Because that's that was a, a you know when when a bunch of ba- a bunch of people in bands join together into one band, it's called a super group, right? And that book was like the comic book super group at the time, uh-huh. you know. So they had to pay each of them a bunch of money to lock them in, mm-hmm. and you know. That's what that's what ended up happening. It's like, well, you're working with him, but he's really just working because of who he is. Got you. And you can't tell him what to do. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's right. what Straczynski said. And so, uh, so after like the '40s issues, like he just stopped, and the art diminished. Like, yeah. Yeah. It diminished. But but I will say, like, I feel like. Uh, an artist other than John Romita Jr. may have made this story better. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know why they didn't just go back to Capullo. Like, yeah, I would love to have seen that, honestly, but maybe like, he's doing something else. I don't know, man. I mean, this is one of those things, like, especially with the All-Star banner. Again, going to the All-Star banner. This, this is the only reason I read this book is because of the All-Star banner. Because... I'm not into DC Universe proper, and I'm not, you know. Right. So this was a good, you know, came out. I'm going to get it. Right. Yeah. Um, I've also been watching the progress uh-huh. for the last couple of months on Instagram, like all the concept art and stuff, and I, and I really enjoyed. I did enjoy the Rudy Jr.'s, like, redesigns on, like, Killer Moth and Firefly. Yeah. And even Black Spider, like, I love that mask. Yeah, it, it is a nice mask. Yeah, it, it, yeah, but you know, honestly though, it's like I, I felt the same way about um, Declan Shelby's work too. Oh yeah, the set, which I'm just like, man, like that guy, like I know he can draw, like you know, and it's like his. This was not his best work either, and I don't know if it was maybe a time constraint or something. Like when I saw that both of them, the work wasn't their best work, it made me kind of wonder if it might be something editorially that happened where it's like maybe they didn't have a lot of time or maybe they, I don't know, pushed up a date or something. I don't know. But but even if they had pushed up a date, then that would have mean like that would have meant that, you know, the first or, or not the first, but some of the pages would be good and some would be bad. Yeah. But this is like, like it, it's none of it's terrible, but it's just consistently mediocre. <laughs> I mean, maybe they're working on other stuff, too. I, well, look, I know they both are. I'm sure of it. But, you know, and so that I guess that goes back to Moses' good load theory. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, look, Larry, that's a, you know, I'm not too thrilled about you doing other shows either, you know, but for that same reason, the good load. <laughs> My, uh, the good load always comes here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> 
but you know, I learned from my time in, in being in bands and stuff that you can't stifle people. Right. So, well, hey. but yeah, that's a whole other thing. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, 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 in comics, I hate that. Like, I if they're doing something good, don't do anything else. Like, look at Ryan Otley. Like, fantastic art on, uh, what's it called? Invincible. Invincible. And besides doing a little bit of other stuff, what happens? He takes, he takes 12 issues off. Let somebody else do it. Right. And now he's coming back with issue 133 to the end. Yeah. That, that friggin' bummed me out. But we'll talk yeah. about it later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I, <laughs> trust me, man. I saw, like, it's not often that I look at comic book news and I'm like, like, uh, you know, like, take pause as more like, oh, that sounds dumb, or like, oh, that sounds cool, or, you know, be like, oh, so-and-so's going to like that. I saw that joint, and I was like, no. <laughs> like, no. I'm like, I need a drink. <laughs> I need a drink. Oh, man, but whatever. Yeah, like, all, all good things must come to an end. Um, so all, all in all, how did you feel about All-Star Batman number one? Like, are you, uh, you going to check out number two, Moses? Yeah, I'm going to check out number two. Like, you know, Batman is an icon. And he's one of my, you know, favorite characters. So, you know, I don't like stuff that they do, you know, with Batman in, in different mediums. So I'm going to pick one and, and stick to one. And I think this one's going to be it. Okay. Did you get the white cover? Not yet. Not yet. Got it. <laughs> well, you know, uh, uh, let me say a couple things, and then I want to ask you a question after we finish up this uh, this uh, joint right here, this uh, review. But shout out to, to friggin' Inker Danny Mickey, who's a Jeffrey's Comics alum. He used to work at Jeffrey's Comics back then. Yeah. It's like this guy is, is still a part of the team making it happen and I'm like man that's awesome for him like it is cool because it feels like you know it's like one of your people <laughs> you know oh yeah yeah and so. then on top you know little Danny Mickey trivia too our our wrap up music is Ice Earth uh, it, it's a little musical break from a song called Dark Saga mm-hmm. and it's from the album of the same name and the cover was inked by Danny Mickey. Oh, what? There it yeah. is. He's, he's practically the sixth member of Fantastic Forum. Like he's honorary host. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, he'll be getting little tiny royalty checks, and he's like, what is this? What is Fantastic Yeah, for fractions of a fraction of a cent. What, what is Fantastic Forum? <laughs> I like that album. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah. So, cool. So, uh... What's your overall rating of uh, All-Star Batman number one, Mosaic? I, I give it three and a half bat crowbars up. <laughs> That's fair. And then down on Jason Todd. <laughs> down on, on Jason Todd, what, on his book? or On, on his head. On, gotcha. <laughs> oh, poor Jason Todd. No, got it. Yeah, 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 I didn't get it. I didn't get but it. That, that battering, like, he had, look, I guess, I'm not going to force you guys to go out and read it to get that reference of the crowbar battering thing, but this one had 
tucked into the back of his utility belt had a long-ass battering that looked like a crowbar. And an all-star. Oh, like when he, took his, when he took his cape off. Right. And he didn't even use it in the book, really. Or did he? I, I don't remember. So he just has it there? He just has it there. But it's on the cover, too. On the regular cover? Let me see if I can put it in chat. That cover looks nice. I'll get it. I just saw it right now. But he's holding it, and they're like, man, he's going to use that back crowbar. And it, he didn't use it, but they showed it to us in the book. And it's like, what is Batman? Like, I understand he needs, you know, a bat blackjack or something. Or a bat taser. But a spiky crowbar? That's a little weird to me. It looks cool, but it's just a little weird. That is okay. funny. There you go. Put it in chat. You put Thank it? you. Yeah. But yeah, so I don't know. I, personally, I give it three and a half back crowbars as well. <laughs> and I don't, you know, I, I'll read the second issue, and I hope Snyder will find his stride again. Like, uh, But, you know, we'll see. Because, I mean, Lord knows it's like, it's not like the ed- the series ended as strong as it began. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure you probably, like, Lord knows, I mean, I'm not a professional writer. But I'm sure that, you know, you only have, as a writer, you only have so many Batman stories in you. <laughs> and then after that, you're, you're kind of like, well, what do I do now? But, well, that in mind, this one's a pretty, like, fresh and cool one, though, Larry. Yes. Wouldn't you agree? The concept like, the, is the whole different. The whole... Well, yeah, the concept of the basically two-faced blackmailing all of Gotham, mm-hmm. like that gives them a, a shitload of power, and then seeing the fallout of that, and then him trying to not only dodge villains but have the public like defend himself against the public right. and transport him like a U.S. Marshal. Yeah, no, no, yeah. It, it it's it's definitely interesting in in concept, and I think that. You know, I mean, it's one of those things where obviously they're all lying to execution, but I'm interested. Um, I I will say that, you know, you got to love, you know, uh, DC and their, their inability to, like, place their fictional cities. <laughs> and so, like, you have Batman taking Two-Face from Gotham and trying to take him to some undisclosed location that's 500 plus miles away, but we don't know where he is because they can't say what state Gotham is in. Yeah, <laughs> and it's so, in Gotham State. <laughs> and so it's just like, I think that unfortunately, I feel like that takes a little bit away from it, and it's like, I know it's it, it probably most people maybe that won't stick out to them, but it stuck out to me where it's kind of like, you know, I understand that where we're taking him is part of the the story that will unfold, and I'm interested and and down for that because it's like, you know, it's it's like one of those things in the story where you're like, oh, you can speculate like, well, where is he taking him? Because he's gonna try to, you know, he's gonna try to get like to the core of who Harvey Dent is. So where is that? But when you take him off, when you take him off of the 
the plane like off the bat jet and have to make him go on the ground it's kind of like okay well we kind of need setting and so it, you know it's like making a 500 mile trek through new york state is different than making a 500 mile trek through iowa is different than making a 500 mile trek through nevada so it's kind of like you know i guess it's going to be a little bit of all that i don't know like We'll have to wait and see. Like they were in a cornfield. <laughs> so well, he's taking them into Smallville because that's all there is. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. on the West Coast. Maybe. And I then don't... you have Gotham and Metropolis, either really close <laughs> or at least a state away. Right over the river. <laughs> yeah. So and then Cities. like in the middle, it's Smallville. Right. Because Kansas is the only state that I think is ever canon in in DC Comics. I mean, they, were, they did put the new uh, Green Arrow book is firmly in Seattle. And I believe that Coast City is in California. Like, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it's covered. covered. <laughs> yeah. So we, 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 we definitely have, see, right, we, we have, uh, like, even though they haven't said Washington State, but it's like it's Seattle, so where else is it going to be, right? So we got Washington, we got California. I guess we can skip Oregon. I think Blue Beetle <laughs> was from New Mexico, but I don't know if that's still canon. <laughs> uh, maybe, because I... No, the, the Spanish Blue Beetle? Yeah. I think he's from Texas. Okay, uh, so we got Texas. Okay. Somewhere around there. So, you know, it's like one of those things where it's like, if you're going to tell a story like this, it would seem to me like just make a decision. Just put Gotham somewhere. It doesn't matter where, you know. It could be Gotham, New York, right? Would anybody be like, oh, that's terrible? Or, uh, I mean, it's, you could do that because everybody figures Gotham is somewhere near New York. Yeah, I mean, I, I think New York is probably the, the, the most uh, safe choice. But I think they've they've separated them before. I always kind of looked at it like Baltimore. So like in in Maryland? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I would take it honestly. Like, and look, Maryland would make a lot of sense based on what we saw in this story. <laughs> you know, it's like I could I could totally see uh, uh, Gotham, Maryland. You know, it's like. But if you're gonna tell a story like this, I kind of feel like you should have made a choice to put it yeah. to set it somewhere and you just live with that choice or or you just fall back on the all-star thing and it's like yeah it's yeah. just a reimagining it's not where it is officially right exactly exactly so I, the, the way i always thought of it is that gotham city was new york like they, they right. completely replaced new york with gotham city right but then there was a comic that came out i don't remember it was recently within the last like five ten years where they straight up said New York, yeah. While they're in Gotham, so it's like, oh well, maybe you killed it. <laughs> you killed it. You messed it up. Fucked it all up, man. Right. But yeah, but I mean, you know, you can make a, a, a argument that Metropolis is is supposed to be their New York, even though, you know, of course, people feel like Metropolis is probably in the Midwest somewhere, but yeah, it may not even be. that makes sense. Huh? Like I would put I would put Metropolis closer to New York, but not New York. Yeah, maybe it's in like what, like Maine. Yeah, maybe. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. The thing of having them that close together is the problem. 
I mean, Cause... you got to find a body of water to separate them. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, all I know is, like, if Gotham would be New York, then Metropolis would be like Chicago. Look, I would say I you, have to, you, have to, you have to do that backwards, don't you? <laughs> like if you're gonna, because Only in the movies. I just kind of feel like sh- Chicago's a little bit more rough and tumble than New York, right? Mm, I mean, the South Side, the, <laughs> right. the upside of New York is pretty bad too. Like you go to Harlem. I mean, I'm not really? saying that you know New York doesn't have its rough parts. I, by no means am I trying to paint New York as soft. Like I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. Cause like you know, that's what I'm, it sounded like. I'm from, I'm from the West Coast. I'm from, I'm from LA. It's better like, watch yourself, man. You know, it's like uh, New New York, New York. Everything about New York feels edgy to me. <laughs> as a Los Angelito. Um, but I just want to say something about this All Star Batman cover. Uh huh. Before you guys keep talking about the relationship of places, that bat on Batman's chest is really disproportionate. Yeah, it looks like shit. Yeah, it, it's it should have been inverted. Yeah, definitely. But that that's that, I I prefer to look at the jock cover. Yeah, the cover. yeah, the, the jock uh, cover. I'll put it in chat right now. It's really nice. That's I mean, it's, it's, a, nice, I, I it's a nice drawing of Batman yeah. until you get to the bat. The jock cover is like. It gives you that same feeling where Captain America says, I can go keep going all day. Exactly. Yep, that's exactly what it is. My bad man's like, I'll, I'll do this all day and night. <laughs> uh, I'm going to read this later, though. Um, but no, I guess, you know, I, I guess I'm just thinking, like, if you're talking about... No, I saw Albuquerque covers really tight, too. You know, I don't think I've seen the Albuquerque cover. Oh, man. So is there a list of all the variant covers? Um, I yeah. Let me find it for you. Ah, oh, that cover. That cover is nice. This jock cover. Yeah. Like and it's kind of. I can't figure out that coloring style. It's kind of watercolor, but kind of not. Yeah, that's his style. Yeah, it's is. very like kind of graffiti and like rubbed out. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, honestly, like, ironically enough, I'm looking, I'm like, that joint looks better on the physical cover, which is yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, and and that's, like, it looks great on the internet, but I'm just so, saying, like, if you look at it, like, if you go and actually look at the book in the store, it's like, it's great. Uh, if I saw this on the newsstand, I'd buy it, just based on this cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Tiger Claus and Chatty says, "Is there a map of the U.S. that shows where Gotham and Metropolis are located? Since New York would also exist in the DCU." And uh, no, I don't think they've ever actually made one. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they've ever. I don't think they've put themselves into that kind of corner. No, ever. I, I, I'm pretty sure the the closest we've ever gotten in regards to. A relation, a spatial relation thing is what what they did in Batman v Superman. Yeah, which is way too close. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you, you take liberties to push a plot, but that is just no. Yeah, exactly. It's like, and the thing is, it's like you didn't 
you didn't need to do it. Like, you could have easily had the same story you're doing, and those cities could have been yeah, further apart. Because when when Batman's going between the the cities, he's using the plane, or he's there invited. Right. So there was never a point where he had to be there real quick. And even with the plane, you know, he's not stuck in traffic. Hmm. See, that makes sense, too, what Tiger Claw put. Gotham City in New Jersey. That makes perfect sense. But then where would Bloodhaven be? <laughs> right. Atlantic City, I guess. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure Bloodhaven is New Jersey. And Gotham is New York, right? But then, but then I guess I don't know. But then, again, you don't, we don't know where to put Metropolis. And I know people have said Metropolis, um, like some of the, the um, visual inspirations for Metropolis have come from uh, cities like Toronto. Okay, so yeah, but this is what they used to like, you know, not shoot in New York but be in New York. Mm. Like, it's like, yeah, that. See, yeah. That, that makes sense what Tiger Claw puts. Sean Murphy has a really good cover too. Yeah, Sean Murphy's great. Yeah. Look, how many? I'm actually, I'm trying to read one of his books right now. Which one? Um, Chrononauts. Oh, yeah, Chrononauts is amazing. Yeah, but I can't read it. I just keep looking at the art. You're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. No, he, he does a great job in that book. Um, uh, it's, it's funny because I don't think we've – I don't think – heck, you said twice now that it makes sense what Tiger Claw Tiger Claw's put into chat, and I'm yeah. not sure that that's ever happened on Fantastic Forum before. <laughs> look. Didn't you happen to ask me? Everybody gets one. Maybe so. Tiger Claw has friggin' turned a new leaf. No, you put the same cover in. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, it still looks good. I love it. So Metropolis is located in Delaware, and Gotham is in New Jersey. I mean, that makes sense to the one thing I read where there's a New York, so I guess. Like, if, if you're going to put Gotham anywhere, and it's not New York, but then they fuck up by making it like the economic center. And, well, I mean, it's comics. So are, you, are you saying that you, you, that you can make things up in comics? Be an economic center. <laughs> I mean, we were the same universe that had Lex Luthor as a president. So that's true. So, like, it's happening right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of, have you guys seen uh, the Billy West Twitter? Yeah. The the what? Billy West, the, the dude that voices Fry on Futurama. Uh-uh, what do you do? He's been quoting different stuff from Donald Trump, but he's doing oh. it in the voice of Zach Brannigan. You know what? I did see that, and that, that is hilarious because it sounds appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know Billy West, but, yeah, that, that stuff is funny. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has a good podcast too. I haven't heard his podcast. That's what I was gonna say. Like, I love Billy West, but I won't listen to his podcast. It's it's <laughs> not it's not like a regular podcast. He makes it like a radio show. Almost. Yeah, I know. But the thing is, that's where I that's where I got introduced to Billy West was because he was uh, he was on the Howard Stern show for a long time. Oh, before, yeah. before running Stimpy and stuff, and. He was great. 
but I, I don't, yeah. I guess now after getting all these jobs in entertainment, he's not as edgy. Yeah, I mean, he's. I think he's trying to appeal to everybody. Yeah, and there's still, like, I, I wouldn't call it completely edgy, but there's some stuff in his podcast. Yeah, but I just... I liked it when he was trying to appeal to me. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, and, and then, like, there's so much pre-preparation into his podcast. Yeah. Like, the last one came out... Shit, February, I think. He's worse than us. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Fantastic form. Putting out shows quicker than Billy West. <laughs> it's our, it'll be on our next set of cards. <laughs> that's the title. That's the title of this. I mean, they actually just played on Howard Stern his fight with the guy that did the voice. Because it was two guys. It was uh, Billy West doing Stimpy, and then another guy doing Ren. And then they were gonna fire the guy that did Ren. And then he claimed that Billy West said, you know, yeah, fuck it, we're, we're quit. I'm quitting too, we're all leaving with you. But then Billy West ended up doing both. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so he came on the show and was fighting with him on the air. Oh, it was great. That's rough. Yeah, that's what I want to hear on the Billy West podcast. <laughs> and then we used to make the voice of, like, there was this lady that, I think she owned, like, the Cleveland Indians or Red Sox or something. And she owned a bunch of hotels, and she was, like, really, like, old-school racist. Oh, oh, man. And he would do her voice and say just, like, you know, as if Howard was interviewing her, and he would just say these, like, insane things in her voice. And it was, like, exactly, it sounded exactly like her. <laughs> I've heard him do that voice before, but it was on another podcast. Yeah. I think it might have been Nervist or Jay Moore. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even give him props for that because that was without Howard guiding him, it probably didn't sound as good. And then he did what did he do? Oh, for Martin Luther King Day, he did. Uh, they did a, a little skit on the radio that was kind of like the paternalistic white man story, where he guy he guides a, a black young guy into greatness. And it was Larry Fine from Three Stooges mentoring. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Oh my god. <laughs> and that was hilarious. <laughs> oh my god. Should we do some news? Uh, I, yeah. I just saw the picture of the bat crowbar on the back of Batman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that shit's great. Never know when you're gonna lose a tire. Like, uh, like, uh, not like that, but like, indeed, that was funny, Hector. I'm sorry, I pushed the uh, the news thing before you said the tire joke, but no, it's fine. I thought thought that was funny, it all flowed perfectly, it did, it did, but I felt like it deserved recognition, (laughs) it deserved the Lord's young, scary laugh. The, 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 like that's the the one that scares people, or is it actually like the laugh itself is scary? The laugh itself is scary. Oh man! Well, to kids, 
Is it better or worse than Jared Leto? Uh, you know what was really disturbing with Jared Leto? I didn't get to say this last week when we talked about Suicide Squad. Tell us. In that weird dream sequence that Harley Quinn had, it's like they put teeth over the grill. Really? Yeah, like they showed him and he had these huge white teeth. And it was like, but they were just disproportionately huge, and that disturbed me. Like, it's like, how could I be cool like that? Well, it's a dream. Yeah, that's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the subconscious, man. I don't know what they, like, I don't know if part of his method acting, like, he actually got gold teeth put in or what, but it looked like they just put dentures over the, it was, it was huge. <laughs> I still need to see that movie. Well, I mean, I don't need, but... No, nah, you, you can go see it. It's okay. You'll live. <laughs> you'll, you'll live. I mean, I don't have a choice. <laughs> to, to, on whether to live or not? I mean, I'm not going to commit suicide over a shitty movie. Amen, brother. Wait till you see Doctor Strange. Oh, how dare you, sir. Well, I mean, I don't, I'm not invested in that. I mean, I'm not saying, yeah, I'm talking about me. Like, I'm not saying it's going to be bad, but I can't say that till after I see that. <laughs> well, look, I, I, had all the, I had all the hopes for Batman Superman, and uh, about 99% of that just died with Superman. Died with, with Martha. <laughs> Why did you say that name? <laughs> oh, you know what though? Well, you know one thing that uh, that I I actually didn't say as well last week when we we're talking about uh, Batman the Telltale series. Um, Martha's in it. Well, you know, just about every Batman thing that's not like the comic book has to like revisit the whole idea that, you know, his parents were killed. Yeah. And so, like, every movie has pretty much had that scene done over and over and over. And so, you know, we're all, everybody's like, man, you know what? I don't need to see this anymore. The way that Telltale did it in the in the episode was actually really great to the point where it stood out because I was like, wow, like, you know, like, if you have to, to like, revisit that moment, the way they chose really cool. So, and I'm that's why because I want everyone that wants to experience that they can experience it for themselves because it it was uh it, you know don't get me wrong I'm not I'm not trying to overhype it it's not like the most amazing uh version of that whole thing that you're ever gonna see in your whole life but in a world where we've seen it over and over again this was the way they did it made it so that I was like it, it felt refreshing as opposed to retreading old old ground yet again and so that was cool um so uh news friggin they finally are moving forward with this runaways tv show and they're putting it on hulu yeah and so you know for those that don't know the runaways is a marvel comic book that uh man I, it's been a little while now huh was that what 2007? Yeah, Eight? six or seven. Somewhere, like, you know, yeah, but it's a, a book, 
a book that's about um, a group of young people who find out that their parents are actually supervillains. And it's pretty much classic. Friggin', uh, yeah. And so, so Marvel has decided to go ahead and make that for, for Hulu, which I'm like, wow, I, I didn't even know Marvel was, was doing stuff with Hulu like that. And I guess this is the beginning of a venture on that side of things. But it has the, um, the showrunners from Gossip Girl. Which I know, I know, right? Which, which is actually something that I think was rumored from before, but you know, people were kind of like, "Oh well, you know, who knows if that's going to happen anyway." Um, but yeah, they're going to be like co-writers and co-showrunners, and um, yeah, it's a great book. It'll be interesting to see it come in the mass media. Um, but you know why it's happening on Hulu, right? No, why? This past week, um, Disney just bought a chunk of Hulu. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because it's that why Hulu's ending the free service. Well, uh, they're not ending it. They're they actually, I think, bought a a, a bit of Yahoo, so they're going to do the free stuff on Yahoo Watch or whatever. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, they, yeah, but basically they, they're getting, they're getting rid of that that free shit that you could only watch on your laptop because it's probably one of those things where they don't even they don't even need that at this point because everybody watches on their phones or tablets or smart TVs. But yeah, so yeah, I guess that's it's one of the, it might be one of those things that they couldn't. There wasn't enough interest in other forms of streaming media. So now that they have this this avenue, yeah, now that they have this avenue, they can just put it on. Okay, hey, look, trust me, it it got me interested. Like, I want to see it. And and as far as Hulu originals go, Mm -hmm. like, a lot of them are very, like, decent to high quality. Yeah, like, um, what's something that you think I might like that's on there? Uh, the Path. Okay, that's a cool name. What's it about? The Path is good. The Path is, is a story of a guy that uh, joined a New Age cult and then has a crisis of faith and then starts uncovering a lot of shady things. And then he also, ha- but he's also guided in a weird direction in in, in kind of same way that that little cult tells you things are yeah so it might be like he becomes a new he could it's a little bit of a stretch but the way that it goes it's it's yeah he could be the next prophet for the cult like through his little crisis of faith but it's it's interesting in in the things that they you know seeing something dealing with the cult in this current uh, stage with like social media and, and how everything is pop culture and everything mm-hmm. and seeing how people live kind of like Amish people in the movie uh-huh. is, is kind of interesting and it's the dude from Breaking Bad Aaron Paul is the lead oh okay and he's great in it uh, and actually the whole cast is great in it in terms of performances and yeah it's just a cool it's a cool show you would like that Okay. And then Deadbeat is great too, but you might not like it. 
Okay. It's like, you know that show Medium? Yes. Where they solve murders and yeah. mysteries through talking to ghosts? Yes. It's like that, but a stoner comedy. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't so know. I mean, it, it's, what's the guy's name? Something Levy. Aaron Levy or something? He's the fat guy from Reaper. Okay. Yeah, and he's basically like this weird introvert. Like he's not even like a nerd because nerd implies some sort of, some kind of intelligence. Uh huh. But he all he does is smoke weed all day. So basically, just so he's like it's kind of like a based video game, and he just missions, and then he's got to do certain things within that mission in order to get another thing. And, and there's a marking episode that's good. A, a real life superhero gets killed once. And he has to stop the the real life villain that took him out, but they're like the the real life superhero guy mixed up with some shit, and he actually has to kill the bad not kill the bad guy, but he has to, to stop him so that that real life the ghost of that real life superhero can can cross over. Huh. But it, but it's real funny and it's. Yeah, it's very good. The quality itself isn't that great. I, I think it got better in the third season. Uh-huh. Where they got Kuma to be the, the sidekick. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. It's pretty gross, too. But what's, what's, what's the name of that show? Deadbeat. Deadbeat. All right. That's a good name. Yeah. Uh, there's another one called Horrible People. What? That Horrible People. What about it? And that one's kind of funny, but it's just about these two, like, social media socialites uh-huh. that try to get, make money out of it and suck, and they're just a bunch of assholes that nobody likes. Why is it us? People love me. Well, you, but I'm talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> they love you too, bro. That's in a different way. Yeah. They, they, they love starts with an H. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, I'm looking in the chat. I see pacemaker. What up, pacemaker? Says Hulu is lame. Uh, it may not be lame much longer. Who knows? Because like I said, I like. Well, I, what makes it lame? I don't know. Like, saying it's lame is one thing. I, I mean, I can tell you how it potentially is lame. <laughs> but I just mentioned three reasons why it's worth it. Right. And uh, the path alone is probably worth it. No, they, and then uh, that, and now what is? <laughs> yeah. That absolutely. Uh, you know what the main thing is that they they try to be like real TV and give you the episodes once a week. Oh, the so show, they actually have seasons. Watch. That's kind of lame. Gotcha. But but it's okay, I guess. I mean, it doesn't want. To, I guess it doesn't interrupt with the other stuff you're watching if you're using that to watch it. Because, I mean, that's how I watch TV. So, having, you know, not having to binge watch something lets me not fall back on my other shows. So, maybe that is kind of dope. <laughs> so, even even its weaknesses could potentially be its strengths. Well, yeah, because it's all the stuff that I watch is current. It's not, like, it's not out yet, you know? So, not like Netflix where it has the season... Like, right before the new season starts, you know? So you have to binge watch it in order to catch the current season. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Um, did you 
Did you see the that trailer that Terry Claus talking about for the Batman Return of the Cape Crusaders? That the sixty six one? Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Have you seen the heck? No, yeah, when I when I learned about it it was too soon before the show, so I didn't get a chance. Yeah. To. I haven't seen it yet either. If in chat, I, I wonder what's the well. You know, I don't know if I can take this from Tiger Claw because I'm wondering what the the tone of it is like. Because I've seen like some a couple still shots, and you know, it, it looks like it could be more serious, but I don't know if that's just what the screenshots look like or if it's. Because uh, I mean, I know they play. You know, they play. Batman and Robin play it, I guess, mostly straight. But, but you know, the show, the 66 show is a little silly. So, Tyler Call says it's the tone of the 60s TV show. Okay, yeah. Um, Tyler Call also said it seems like there there's going to be a saturation of Marvel TV shows with TV, Netflix, and now Hulu. See, I think that that's not true because of the fact that they're separate like i feel like you you know it's not like you have like daredevil and and luke cage and jessica jones and all those joints on top of each other they come at, they, they come at separate times and you watch them when you want to and then it's like shield comes on network television when the season starts and now this is going to come to hulu like I don't know if I would feel like it, it, does it the, do you get the sense like oh man Marvel's bombarding us with all this television? I mean the majority of it you gotta pay to watch, so it's a choice. If you want to be saturated by all that, you do, but otherwise you don't pay attention to it. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have our resident Dark Knight detective, Oz, on the line. What up, Oz? What up, Miss? Everything, everything. Oz. Everything. That crowbar. That crowbar. You missed friggin' uh, Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz water bottle fight. You, you missed friggin' uh, our, our weekly talk about Howard Stern. Like you missed it ever. You missed it all, Oz. That's weekly now. Yeah. Is this the first week? Nope. Every week you're just not. You're tuning out. It's when your Skype starts fucking up. <laughs> so, how are you, Oz? You doing okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, still in one piece, sir. Good. We're happy for that. So we were just discussing <laughs> what. And I, I'm just remembering something Oz told me about his job where some guy exploded once and they didn't even, like, move the body before they put the next guy in to do his job. No, that's messed up. <laughs> Why is that funny? It almost flew off site, so it was far away enough. Uh, yeah, like, he wasn't in the way. Oh, jeez. And it was like weird thing, like he had what was it, like he had his cell phone. No, something in his pocket. He had like a like a tool, like some like a screwdriver or something, oh, okay. and it just 
and just freakishly just fell into the hole and lit a spark, boom. It's messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I don't do his job, so I'm good. <laughs> so, yeah, we're talking about um, the tone of Batman Return of the Cape Crusaders, which is the the animated Batman 66 joint. I heard the preview for that, and it sounded bad. Yeah? Like, voiceover-wise, I... He just, I, they just sound old. Maybe it's because I know they're old, but he just sounds old and tired. And, well, not they like they the old Batman. They got Adam West, Burt Ward, and Lee Merriweather. Burt Ward doesn't have, doesn't sound like Burt Ward. Yeah, they don't have Lee Merriweather. They have, um, Julia Newmar. Yeah. Oh, Julia Newmar. Yeah, yeah. Is she the black one or the white one? The white, white one. one. Oh, I like the black one. No, you don't. You need to North Dakota. <laughs> rough it's tough out here we're also talking about marvel tv shows and if there are too many of them tiger claw suggested we you get it like we're gonna get inundated with too much uh marvel tv he also mentioned that don't forget that legion is coming up on fx i would say dc has a lot more tv than marvel out there right like i dc is the one where you might feel like you're getting saturated because they're all on one network and then, you know, like, you might be and watching DC. They're all going to be, like, a day apart now. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, you'd be watching, you could watch DC TV on CW, like, every day if you want. I mean, it's not, it's not just that, but all the Marvel stuff, um, all the Netflix stuff, that's all, like, 13 episodes. All the DC stuff is full 24-episode seasons. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, luckily for the DC, for DC and for Warner Brothers, their stuff is great. So it's not like, you know, I mean, I personally don't come across like, oh, man, like, you know, I got to watch another one of these joints. Like, you know, even though, I mean, I guess I will say, like, I did stop watching uh, Arrow. And, you know, it might be because I, you know, I wanted a different tone. I don't know. Well, Daredevil killed it for us. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. But when, when Daredevil says I must protect this city... (laughs) <laughs> and when Oliver Queen says it, it sounds like two different things. Yeah. Yeah, but at least Oliver Queen admits that he failed the city repeatedly. I don't think. I don't. And think, then kills himself. I don't think their devil like ever said that he he protected it. Yeah, like, <laughs> like he's got that Catholic guilt over right. it. Right. <laughs> there, there's a reason why Daredevil's at the confession every week. Right. Daredevil's basically trying to... Like, he confesses because he's gonna fail it. <laughs> Pre-confession. Yeah, man. This fool has his, his finger in the dam, and he knows it. And so, you know, hey, it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, the I mean, the DC the DC stuff is is good. And it's like, I don't... I, I know personally, like, I usually watch it on my DVR. It's like, I don't have any problem watching Flash and then watching... Uh, Legends of Tomorrow, and if I have them stacked up, I can watch them back to back to back. Doesn't matter to me. You're gonna have to for that four-way episode. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, speaking we- of changing tone, I mean, looking forward to that musical episode. <laughs> really? 
I mean, it only makes sense that the villain's gonna be Music Master, right? Or what's his name? Uh, no, it's, it's, is it Meister? Music Meister? I don't know. Did they announce who the villain is? Yeah, I know who you're talking about, but... Yeah. I don't, you know, honestly, I can see a musical episode of Flash and Supergirl. Like, it just, it makes sense to me as a one-off. Like, not every episode should be musical, of course, but... I don't, it doesn't, like, they can incorporate the fact that music is in it in the story if they want, but if they don't, I think I'll be okay either way. Did you ever see that Batman Brave and the Bold cartoon? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. That had a great musical episode. Uh, yeah. I saw the one where, where Aquaman was stupid. Yeah. That's every Aquaman episode. No, Aquaman. Outrageous! <laughs> yeah. I want that Aquaman in the movie verse. That that would be great. But a musical. If if you think it's a one off, it's fine. Word. So what else is happening? Um, it looks like the Warriors three are gonna be in Thor Ragnarok. That's good. Is that really a question? Well, they were in the second one, really. I think they were. I I think they are in the second one, but I don't remember one bit. Yeah, because they changed the blonde guy. They did. Yeah, the from the first and the second, it's a different guy playing him. Oh wow! But it looks like Natalie Portman's not going to be in it, though. Yeah, no, nah, she's not going to be in it. She said she's done with Marvel. I heard she said fuck him. No, that was the other girl. Now, wait a minute. Now, she didn't say she's done with Marvel. I I think she says, like, like, didn't she more so say, like, she thinks, like, she's done at Marvel? At with tomato, tomato. I think uh, that's a different thing, right? Like, it's one thing to be like, one is like, I'm leaving. The other is, I don't think they want me there anymore. (laughs) Like. We I don't picture her sitting by the phone, though. No, no. I, I'm not saying that either. I'm not saying she's losing sleep over it. The real question is, Mio Mio going to be in it? <laughs> Mio Mio. <laughs> yeah. Nah, she's too big now. Well, look, you can't have her if you don't have Natalie Portman, right? I think you can. She, she's she a female new, star. She, she's the new Natalie Portman. <laughs> She's the new. See, and it's sad because I kind of, I kind of would like to see Natalie Portman as the female Thor in the uh, cinematic universe. You never gonna see the female Thor in the she movie. She still could. That's true. Like maybe, maybe she said that to throw us off. Like maybe whatever the next phase is, maybe they will start doing some of the new. Because these actors are getting old too, so they might, might need to pass the torch. And if they're doing it in the comics. A lot of times they'll do it in, in the movies. Yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, they've cast like eight different miles a mile already. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys uh, see that news where they're saying that they might have uh, Donald Glover as the, the young Lando Calrissian? Yeah, that's a little weird. I, dude, I think it'd be perfect. No, I, dude's a good actor. I forgot what I saw him in where he was like really good. Um, 
it was The Martian. Yeah, he was good in The Martian. And it's like, I always see him as those type of little characters, you know? Yeah. So, but, you know, if, I mean, look, I, if they could put Billy D. Williams' voice over him, because <laughs> I picture Lando having that voice since he was, like, two. No, I hear you on that. And, and you're right, like, Donald Glover definitely does not have Billy D. Williams' voice. Like, swagger, like... No, well, I think he does have the swagger, though. That's, like... Yeah, I don't know. I've never seen any of that. Like, like he's out of breath when he raps. <laughs> no, no. Look, you must, not have, you must not really be listening to him rapping. I mean, I play whatever you put. I mean, I listen to whatever you rap. play. Got you. Okay, so... I, I've, if you're talking about, like, that original mixtape, then I understand where you're coming from, because you're right. Like, maybe he doesn't have the best of br- breath control on all those songs. Even I mean, though, I asked about that. You said that's his style. Even though yeah. it's like you should hear some of the stuff that he's done lately. And, and oh, man, the, 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 he's doing some epic freestyles, too, in the yeah. last few years. I, I mean, I don't need to get into hip-hop like that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I listen to Prophets of Rage, and that's it. I'm good. There it is. There it is. But, no, I think I think it's a, it would be a great choice if they do end up going with him. But at the same time, too, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up trying to go with, like, somebody. There's just something weird about a young guy with that much of a receding hairline. I mean, yeah. does he have a receding hairline or just a big forehead? I don't know, man. Like, there's dudes with big foreheads. Because he's not that, like... That is like a receding hairline. He's not like... Like, you should be the next Professor X. He's not LeBron James. I am totally down with Childish Gambino as Professor X. No. <laughs> you know what he was really good in? He was really good in Little Depressed Boy number 10. No. <laughs> 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 That's so too funny. But yeah, I think, he, I think he did a song for that too. I think he did. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think he could definitely pull it off if they decide to go with like see that too. He has like that kind of. I think he can hop seductively. Yeah. Him as an awkward dude, like I mean, as suave, forty-five. <laughs> Right. Speaking yeah. about black, uh-huh. the, it, it appears that Henry Cavill is teasing Superman's iconic black costume in Justice League. Oh. I mean, I, I could see that. Like, you know, he'll like, come back from wherever he is in that first. I can't. How is that even a surprise? Weren't Zod's costumes black and white? Uh, I don't know. It's a surprise because they're actually doing something else from the comic? The real question is, is he going to have the mullet? <laughs> no. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> no. It looked like he kind of does, though. What? Did he get the picture? No, did you guys, have you guys seen the picture? No, no I haven't. Set uh, let, me, let me put it in the chat. Okay. I want to know what makes it iconic. It ran for, what, a year? Maybe? Not even a year. Yeah, so it's not that iconic. Like, I've been waiting for uh, an iconic Superman costume in the movies. Wasn't he wearing it in the in the new Superman stuff? No, just a, just a twice. No, the, the black suit in the movie. No, but in the comics. 
I mean, mm-hmm. not, not like Superman was wearing the black suit while oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Two was alive. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. But, but that was still different. It wasn't the same costume. It's close enough. Yeah. People are now, what are you, Taylor? Hey, 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 I might be. I was going to say something else, but that would make Mom's sound. Mom's a tailor. Damn. <laughs> Mom's a tailor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, she Mom is. goes to college. I know. Yeah, that's what Mom's Mom is a tailor. Like, she, oh, she makes... I thought you guys know that. She, made the, oh, no. she made the iconic Chun Li costume. There oh, it is. Man. Yeah, I put that picture in chat where he's actually wearing the black costume. Okay. Uh, and it looks, I mean, his hair is long. It's not really a mullet, but I can make it a mullet if he needs it. So you can make it a mullet? Yeah. <laughs> you, just do a, you just do a little shade right at the temple, a half to a two, and then just blend it with the shoes. You're good. <laughs> mullet solved. Uh, this Superman is a hairy motherfucker because he's supposed to be dead and all of a sudden he has this big ass beard. Well, your hair keeps growing when you die. Yeah, I know, but look at the hair compared to the beard. I mean, this dude's beard grows at a super speed. Ooh. <laughs> Photosynthesis. <laughs> uh, let's see. Wait, does it have the cape? Yeah, man. You never saw the toys from Man of Steel? No. It's, it's the iconic the costume, man. Yeah. Yeah. The iconic costume from the comics. But it's it, with a cape. It, but it, you, don't remember, you don't remember the cape? No, I'm saying the, the black costume didn't have a cape. Exactly. But the, <laughs> I mean, that's the whole point of oh. this thing. It's like, why bother with that fucking costume like that? Like, if people come back from the dead, they're fucking naked. Like, wait, wait, why is that a rule? I mean, it's just, you know, like, it's whatever they were buried in. Like, I guess maybe he was buried in that, but uh, I don't see, like, if I was in that shitty Snyderverse <laughs> and Superman died in that shitty Snyderverse, I'd be like, you know what? He needs Christopher Reeves costume. Let's bury him, bury him in that. <laughs> They should have. Oh. That was like, they should totally refer to it as Christopher Reeves' costume in the yeah. movie, too. They're like, and in that universe, they would call it Superman Prime's costume. Oh, would they? Ah. Uh, my real Superman's costume. How about that? <laughs> yeah. James Gunn revealed that he had the option to do a DC movie at one point, but he didn't do it. Did he say which one? Uh, let's see here. Uh, no. He just said a film. Um, I guess it's probably one of these new, these, like, Suicide Squad or Doom Patrol or something. I guess, given the time frame, it probably was a Doom Patrol one that never got made. That's my, like, you know, inference. But he went on to say that if he were interested in directing a DC film, because he's not anymore, mm-hmm. he'd like, be interested in tackling Shazam, The Metal Moon, Swamp Thing, and Jonah Hex. 
And personally, seeing what he did with Guardians of the Galaxy, I don't want him anywhere near any of those characters. <laughs> like, those are all the characters I like. Yeah. I love. So it's like, you know, Metal Men are cool. I'm not into them like that, but right. they are cool. Like, I, I've seen some interesting stories with them. But Swamp Thing, Jonah Hex, or Shazam, ah, oh, man, look, I don't want to put out no threats or nothing, mm-hmm. but I don't want... God's going to bless James Gunn if he touches those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, that's too funny. God. He also said that maybe he would do Batgirl, but he would want to do Cassandra Cain. Like, how about, like, where, but does he, like, do you think he actually knows all these, or is this just him, like, tossing stuff out there that he thinks is interesting? Uh, I think he knows. I just think he doesn't care like that. Like, I mean, if you think, because if you look at Guardians of the Galaxy, it was kind of corny. Uh huh. You know? Like, that's part of the fun. People like yeah. the corniness. Right. But the thing is, if you go into a, a, a right Guardians of the Galaxy time period, you can get that corniness. Oh, yeah. And still have it be, like, a good heroic epic film. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, if, if they did... So, it's like, he kind of went that way, but then he didn't, like... So, it, it seems like maybe he read like a little primer on Guardians of the Galaxy but didn't read it and then the way he mentioned these guys like I see James Gunn movies in the past mm-hmm. none of it tells me that he's got the right vision to do Swamp Thing right I hear you on that and, and the problem is that I, quite frankly nobody has the right vision to do Swamp Thing I mean I'm sure like, there's somebody out there no I mean not so anybody you? that you can name oh me I mean I can, I have the right story to tell. So you can write it. Maybe you can't direct it. I, I mean, I've never directed anything other than our YouTube videos. I mean, how hard can it be? Kevin Smith does it. <laughs> hey, hey, look, I don't even want to get into that because that's a whole that's a whole other issue. Like, should I make a movie? I don't, I don't have the. I don't think I have the. Like, I need to get paid up front. Yeah, because <laughs> I can't take time off of work to go direct a movie. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's the whole thing. Like, I, I think, yeah, like, I, I guess I'd be good at directing a comic book movie only because I would do, like, shot for shot. Let's say I would just hire, like, ten assistant directors. And I would make it shot for shot, the source material. And it would probably be terrible like it. But, put. The masses don't like something books. Yeah. The masses don't like Metal Men. The masses think Shazam is corny. I mean, fuck the people masses. making com. No, the people making comics think Shazam is corny. That's why you got that shitty New Fifty Two one. Ah, that's the worst. And you know, and Jonah Hex is like even the people that like him make him do the same movies of tomorrow. Yeah. But you know, um, you could totally make. A Swamp Thing trilogy from the the new Fifty Two run. Oh yeah, and I think people would love that actually. Yeah, Be- because that has that superhero comic feel. Yeah, yeah, but it's still—I mean, it's still Swamp Thing enough, right? 
I don't, nah. No? Okay. I mean, hey, I'll, I mean, I'll take your yeah, word. You're yeah, the foremost authority a, here. A, a Swamp Thing issue is it's a story where he has a psychic little girl, and that psychic little girl has, like, psychokinetic powers and gravity-working powers, and she pets a cat, and it turns the kitten, and it turns inside out. That's my like, two-year-old toddler does that, and it just starts laughing and clapping. And then something just looks at the cat in pain because it's not like she just willed it in and that's the way the cat works. No, it got turned inside out and that cat is in agony every second of that moment. And then something just suffocates it to put it out of this misery in front of the little girl. Wasn't that from Animal Man? It, it might have been, but that's, that's the old, like, vertigo. Like, that's the shit that, that I like to see when I see... Swamp Thing or Hell inside, inside Out Kittens, huh? It's just that that weird, like, Swamp Thing is a dude that is the, the spirit of life and nature embodied, and he has to make this weird decision because this kid has too much power, and there's no real, like, higher being that decides, oh, this girl should have that power because she's really, it's just the chaos. Not God, not the devil. It's just the chaos gives this girl power. And this girl has no idea what to do with it. You mean the and now this cat's caught suffering. Okay, calm down, David Lynch. No, but that's what it is. Like, David Lynch could probably... In fact, David Lynch would fuck up a Swamp Thing movie. <laughs> but it would be amazing. <laughs> okay. Wait, so he would, he would F it up in a good way? or Like, it would be the greatest Swamp Thing story ever told, but it wouldn't follow the comics, and I'd still be mad and love it. Got you. Kind of like... Uh, what was the last thing that I saw like that that I didn't like? That man be like No, fuck no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get it. It's like using your own tears for lube. Yeah. Word. So, uh, Civil War Two got like a major delay, which sucked. <laughs> it, it, the book was supposed to have come out five, but it got pushed back to September. Why do they even bother doing event books now? I mean, the 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 event book. I, I will say this story's been good. And they sell. This point is it being good if it can't come out on time. Well, I think they get too ambitious personally. Like, like Marvel, of course. Everything that they feel is popular and will sell, they try to put on a bi-monthly schedule, and I think that that's a mistake, because almost every, like, the only thing that could come out regularly on a bi-monthly schedule, according, or like, seemingly so, and have high quality is friggin' Spider-Man, and I think that's only because Slot continues to, like, be a machine, and then they rotate out, like, what, they have two and a half artists? So it's like, you know, they got their thing down, you know? It's like Civil War 2. Pardon me. Civil War 2 could have easily come out once a month, but instead they wanted, like, I, I feel like the first three issues, like, they had a zero issue, and then the next week, issue one came out, and then, like, two weeks later, issue two came out. It felt like three came out the week after that, but I'm pretty sure it came out probably two weeks later. And it's like, just just let it be like let it come out once a month 
it's okay. Like we'll we'll still remember. <laughs> like pe- people are not gonna are not gonna uh, not pick up the book or lose interest by waiting a month. But you know what? I might be the old man in comics that feels that way. Maybe maybe these younger cats that are buying comics, if they exist, are like, if it's not out in two weeks, I'm done. But I don't it's know, man. I mean, kids, they, they ain't got an intention. So if they have a schedule of a comic and it gets messed up, everything breaks. I guess. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I get that, you know, you're like, okay, I'm trying to... Uh, you know, you're you're trying to keep up with a generation that's used to on-demand, but it's like comic books are not an on-demand medium. So, like, why try to pretend like it is or try to, like, it's not to say don't change with your audience, but if you can't do bi-weekly for an event book and keep the quality, then don't do bi-weekly. Do it once a month. Or put them all in the can. It's like, no one is, nobody was saying that you have to, you know, you have to uh, put it out at, like, they get to decide what schedule they put it out on, so make sure four are done or five of them are done before you even start putting them out. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was going to say, and you said it right when I thought it. Like, put everything, preparation, you just get everything ready, and then when you're ready to put it out, boom. Everything's done and can come out on time. Right. Exactly. But hey, you know, I I'm sure that there's more to it than what we think, because you know it's not like Marvel. This is the first time they've ever put out an event book. But the same thing does keep happening. <laughs> so or or like I can't. What's the last event book Marvel came out with? And it came out at, on at a reasonable rate of its schedule. Like, I can't even... It was, um, what do you call it? The Heroic Age. So maybe then, if that's the case, then we're maybe talking about, uh... Five years. The, but the joint with, with, uh, Norman Osborn Siege, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, like, Siege was just before the Heroic Age. Like, that was the event that kind of lead to led to the Heroic Age. Maybe it was Siege. I don't know. But, it like, I feel like the last, like... Oh, was it Fear Itself? That came out on time, right? I don't no. remember. I feel like Fear Itself may have gotten delayed, but I don't know. Like, I, 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 I think it did get delayed, like, around the third, the third or fourth, I think it went that far. Like, I can't think of the last one that didn't get a delay somewhere, because, you know, I mean, I get them all. So, <laughs> it's like... I don't remember ever thinking like, man, this is your clockwork. It's like, like that might have been Infinity Gun. <laughs> I need a clip. Boo. What else, uh, what other news should we share? Um, have you heard of the remake for The Crow? I, I have heard of it, but did something else happen? Yeah, the, the director of the original, The Crow, doesn't think they should ever remake it or reboot it or whatever. Why? Because he believes that one was perfect. <laughs> well, he believes that it, it's Brandon Lee's movie. 
Oh, well, no, that's not a good reason. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I can't, I can't really get behind that. Like, and, you know, I, I, I like Alex Foyer's films, but that's kind of dumb. Wait, did, like, didn't he make, like, two of the sequels? Nah, he didn't do that. But it's also, like, nobody's running to remake other, you know, they're not trying to remake Rapid Fire. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, he wasn't, he wasn't, you know, Brandon Lee was no Marlon Brando. No. Brandon Lee wasn't his dad. But, but well, well, you would, I mean, in, in, with respect, though, we don't know what Brandon Lee was, because he died really young. Yeah. And, like, I, I feel like Brandon Lee was definitely a talent, and he very well could have been, like, huge, you know? It's like, that's like messing around and, like, talking about, like, say, like, uh, Aaliyah and just being like, oh, well, you know, she wasn't quite the dude. Like, Aaliyah lived because, you know, she might have been Beyonce, for all we know. But, you know. I mean, so. the, most of these people, like, they were on the verge. Like, Aaliyah, Selena, yeah. Brandon Lee, they were right there. And all they needed was something big. And it didn't happen until after they died. That's what happened when you make a deal with the devil. <laughs> Aaliyah didn't make no deal with the devil. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, but, yeah, it's just, I don't, like, my, my whole thing is, like, the, they don't have to use that character. That's true. They can do a space crow. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, they, 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 they could have done that anyway. It could have been crow five in space. Well, you know, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, they don't. They don't, again, they don't know what they're doing with these movies. I tried to get a hold of James O'Barr, but he's all for the remake because he's the executive producer of it. So uh, he probably wants to put the story out that it was supposed to be, probably. I don't think that's the case. And he wants some money. Yeah, I think he just wants money. <laughs> It's like he saw what was coming in from those sequels, and he's like, "We better go back to Eric and Drake." Like the 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 point five cents from the crow standing to heaven Saturday afternoon TV show was not doing it. Syndicated that it went from the off afternoon to like midnight. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, the crow. What was it? Wicked prayer or something? He yeah, make the money for Nope. So DC announced that they're making friggin' uh, Funko's making Legends of Tomorrow pops. Funko makes everything pops. That's not even news anymore. No. Well, here's the thing, though. I I I want I want an original X Men Funko pop. I mean, and they don't they don't make them, and that bothers me. Because I feel like people would buy those. <laughs> because just like you said, they make Funko, they make Pops everything. And it's like, you're right. Except for original X-Men. And it's like, they don't even have, like, a version of all the original X-Men. Like, you can get a Cyclops, and you can get a Jean Grey. But there's not an Iceman. Aren't all the Marvel Funko Pops bobbleheads? I don't think so. I, I don't think they're bobbleheads. They might be. 
I like at the very least they should have like the collector core uh Marvel ones. Like they should have the the original X Men. Yeah, I mean that's that's all I'm saying. Like it doesn't even like I would settle for a version of all because I think they do have a beast one. Yeah. But I would love a snowman iceman. But they don't have an Iceman or an Angel, I don't think. And I, I, I've come to find that a lot of uh like, I didn't realize this, but I guess a lot of toy makers kind of leave Angel out because, you know, the wings can be an issue. Like, you either it either costs too much to make them right or you make them cheap and they don't look good. Or and they so, break off. And so it, it's only, like, certain collector lines that they do good ones. And I'm like, dang, that sucks because it's like, you know, but a, a, a Funko, though, it's like, it's you just, they all look the same. Except for the design to make them look like who they're supposed to be, and if right. you, so just make just make those so we can tweet tweet them every day for the rest of the year. <laughs> Wait, I gotta tweet tweet them every day to make like wouldn't that make me a crazy person? Yeah, but maybe you get it done. Then people will praise you. Thank you, Mayor, for getting this done. That's You're the only one like that wants original X Men Funko Pop. I don't think that's true. Yeah, it's true. That's <laughs> your homework for this week. You gotta ask people if they want an original <laughs> X-Men Funko oh, pop doll. I'll, I'll ask them. Have you ever had an open one out of the box? Mm-mm. Oh, that's the greatest thing ever. Like, it's worth taking out of the box. I mean, I'm thinking I, other people's Funko Pops out of the boxes. I'm just saying, like, I, I don't own any, so... Oh, uh, really? Yeah, like, I wouldn't... I wouldn't... Oh, you, you've had Luke Crate? Maybe it's send you one? Uh, no, I've, I've never... I, I've gotten a Luke Crate, like, once. Man, and I, I got three. I mean, that's my... Yeah, and it's four. What? Yeah. Oh, what three do you have? I got a Batman, uh, Raphael from Ninja Turtles, and the Joker Batman from the Luke Crate, because I got it from somebody. That's cool. Wait, but, but so, why, like, are, do you want all the Ninja Turtles, or you only want the one? I just wanted the Raphael. See, I don't think I could do that. Like, that would bother me. <laughs> like, it's not that you have to say. I'm not OCD like that. I guess, yeah. But you know what, though? Neither am I. But it just seems like, like, no. Yeah, you have to have all four. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it doesn't. Uh, I mean, if I saw them on sale, like, if I could get the other three for, like, a dollar or two, yeah. maybe I'll get them. I mean, and nobody's saying that if you, like, if I gave you the other three, I know you would take them. Well, yeah. If I'm giving something, I'm going to take right. it. Right. Or, 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 like you said, if there was a sale, but. CRT TV, and I'll take it, I'll be like, thank you. But I, mean, I can't imagine that good or I couldn't imagine buying a Ninja Turtle toy and thinking, well, I'm only going to get this one. Like, I have to have, like, the other three. And well, because the other ones I don't care about. Raphael is the only one I give a shit about. Uh, if they added Casey Jones, I would be more into getting that than the other three turtles. I know, um, when I was, I think maybe it was, like, Long Beach Comic Expo. Uh huh. And then I, she found a Lily Monster. And I'm like, well, that's kind of cool. Do they have Herman? Oh, yeah, they have Herman. I'll take Herman and Lily. And then they had Eddie and Grandpa. So, yeah, I'll take those two off. <laughs> mm hmm. It's the monsters. Like, I have to get everything. Right. Yeah. You know? 
I wish they had a Merlin, but they don't. Apparently, yeah, nobody likes Merlin. Merlin. Yeah, I don't know, but they maybe I'll make a custom one. I just found an Angel Funko Pop. Sure. But it's a it's a custom one, and it's actually pretty cool. Put it in chat. Yeah. Well, you can get it on Etsy. Okay. See, you know what? Maybe that's what I need to do. Like, I might yeah, because it, lo it looks better than whatever Funko would have done. Because yeah, maybe just get my like a custom made one. Yeah. Because I'm just like it doesn't. I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying like you're making all these like I see so many random comic book characters in pop form that it just seems to be like they, they got golden girls. That's what I'm saying. Like, where's where's the market for that? Is it? And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Golden Girls not popular because I personally you would love Blanche. No, <laughs> no, no. I, the Golden Girls. I love Golden Girls. Like I know. And and so I mean that's that's the one set I would get the whole set try to get it at one shot. You better stop it, heck. You. I, I'm serious. No, you, no, you better not be because you can't get the set of all four Golden Girls or all five or or those four. And and then be like, but I can, I don't need all the Ninja Turtles. Like, come on, man. Hey, hey, I'm a complicated person, man. I, I you know, you know what I would get, Lawrence? What? Sugar Man Funko Pop. You better stop it. You <laughs> better stop it. Uh, shut up. You better <laughs> stop it. You about to friggin' get my ire? Like my blood's about to go up. Damn it! It's, it's already hitting in your house somewhere. You better stop it. So, so if I found the Power Ranger pops. And the White Ranger, it goes for a legit, like, over 100. I'm supposed to get all, all six, whatever? No, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that. Like, Don't break the bank. And, and also, too, it's like... Uh, In chat, I'm putting the page for the where you can get your custom uh, Angel Funko Pop. It's sold out right now, but dude, if you want to message him... I'm looking at this it. picture, and I'm like, that joint is amazing. Right. Like, the costume choice, the headband, the wings. Everything about it, I love. And I'm just like, damn it. I need, like, yeah, I need that in my life with the rest of the X. So I can get four out of the five. And, and there's a part of me that I kind of understand, like, Iceman is a little boring because it would basically just be a white. Thing, it like, could be challenging, too, because you make it look like ice. That's true. Like, not the original one, though. It has to look like a like a snow cone. Yeah. The original one should look like more snowy. But, yeah, you could try to figure out a way to make that more interesting than it just being, like, looking like a prototype. <laughs> you know? But, yeah, that joint, that joint's amazing. That angel is badass. It is. I don't like the hair. They screwed that up. But the rest of it's nice. And this yeah, one, well, you know, they used another one, like, to make it, so. Um, yeah. I don't get why they made a custom maskless Batman when there's already one. It maybe wasn't one when he made it originally. Ah, true. Um. Damn it. So... Friggin' Invincible is gonna come to an end next year. How do you feel about that? I feel sad. Because Invincible is a fantastic comic book. And it's like, you know, the tagline for Invincible was the greatest superhero comic book in the universe, and then eventually 
uh, like in more in some of the more recent issues, like in the past like year year or so, they scratched out superhero and just the greatest comic in the universe because it was it was a well there are parts of it that was less superhero focused but still powers and all that and uh, you know it's interesting because you know Robert Kirkman was always of the mindset like okay the Walking Dead is, is me and whatever artist that I, I'm with at the time and like I'm gonna tell that story I know how it's gonna end after that that's it like once I tell that story that's the end of it but Invincible he'd always been of the mindset like you know Invincible is a no, not to cut you off but I just put uh, Iceman custom Funko in chat I'm gonna look at it too um, oh, you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. How dare you. With the, he done Rick rolled me with the sugar man. That sucks. Oh. I hate that guy, man. Every time this fool shows up in my comic books, he makes me angry. Even though th there was a... a he He's going to be in the original finale. He showed up... <laughs> you better stop. He showed up in an in a issue of... Uh, I think Magneto's book, and uh, but Magneto was like torturing the hell out of him, and that was better. I'm gonna choose that. I'm gonna get that for Larry. No, you don't. Don't waste your money. No, no, it's not a waste. It's, it's gonna make me laugh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna get one of his white covers and get Jim Chung to draw it for him. Nope. So, uh, Invincible though, like, like the book is like uh, uh, a love story to, to superhero comic books and it plays with a lot of the tropes that happen there and for that reason or I won't say for that reason but as a part of that Kirkman has always said like hey you know at some point I'll stop doing Invincible and that I'll pass on to another creator or another set of creators and that story will just continue in the tradition of like superhero comic books and so I, you know, I'm not 100% certain what changed his mind. I do know that, that I read a story that said, um, you know, he felt like he was writing it to a conclusion. And so I guess he just feels like, well, if I'm ending the story, then the story's going to end. And that's sad because it's a great book. And if you like superhero comics, you have to read Invincible uh, just to, you know, to, to see like what another way they could be like it's one of those books like it has like a lot of consequence to it and it will be sorely missed come next year it's ending with issue 144 which will they're saying will probably ship uh in the middle of next year so yeah man that's it'll leave a hole like invincible is one of those books for me where it's like I can always count on some good reading from, from Invincible. R.I.P. Indeed. It's not dead yet, though. Okay. I, I, you're not like me at all, where like when something's going to end, you don't read it because you don't want it to end. Yeah. So as long as you don't read it, it's not, it hasn't ended for you. No, <laughs> that, that doesn't make sense. Well, a lot of people do it, though. <laughs> so I can't yeah. be mad at you. I started finished watching Mad Men. 
It never Are you ends. serious? You should watch yeah. the end of Mad Men. No. Okay. Because if I if I watch it, then I have nothing to look forward to. I mean, but if you don't ever watch it, you just won't see it. Exactly. Until I do. You should just let that be now. There'll be other good TV coming. I started finished reading the final volume of Hundred Bullets. Are you serious? Yeah. Mo, you gotta read that. That's your amazing. No, I don't have to read anything. Why the last man? The last fifteen issues I haven't read. I mean, I haven't read Why the Last Man, so I can't tell you that you <laughs> should you should be doing that. But you probably should. I'm sure it's amazing. Well, I, I assume it is. And you know, one day on my deathbed, I, I will. <laughs> or, or you might mess around and just die before you do it, and then on your deathbed you'd be like, "Damn it, I didn't read why." No, nah, that's not gonna happen. I didn't read why. Why? <laughs> well, I think. I think if I'm gonna die, you know, death will have mercy on me and just tell me the whole story before it I, takes me. I think at that point you're not gonna be allowed to read comic books because your life is ending. Why? What if the Green Reaper says, okay, look, I'll let you finish reading this, and then I'll take you. Once you shut that final book down, and you watch that last scene of it, uh, Madeline, we're going. <laughs> but what if he gives you the book, and then as you crack it open, he just snatches you. It's like, psych. Then the Green Reaper has to sit in the couch with me while I do all those things. And then I get sidetracked by everything. That'd be awesome. If you were going to die as soon as you finish watching or reading it, that would be a good reason to hold it off a little bit. But Unless you get news that Dan Slott's going to be writing the next one. And then what? Then I'd have to stay on the last page of 100 Bullets <laughs> for, <laughs> for the next couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dedra Busters and Chatty says on his deathbed, instead of saying Rosebud, Moses will murmur the name of an obscure comic he almost finished. <laughs> like, whatever. He's going to murmur, why? And everybody will wonder what that means. I know. Uh, it, <laughs> no, for, for, it'll be for, it, uh, oddly enough, there is uh, a thing in 100 Bullets that I could say at the end and nobody will know what it means. It'll be Kroatoa. Oh, yeah. No, no, there'll be people that know what Krotoa means. Nope, yeah. It, it'd be good on uh, Supernatural. Yeah, but not in terms of... 100 bullets, okay. 100 bullets, because, right. I mean, there you know. Like, yeah. yeah, I know. They'll be like, man, he really liked those settlers. Like, I'll, 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 I'll let you don't know. No, I, I do know. No. Then it turns out everybody related to Batman, Spawn, I'm DC Virgin. I mean, Kroto has been used in multimedia in a lot of different places. And the way they use it in 100 Bullets is awesome. But it's probably, unfortunately, the the least likely reference people would get. Maybe right behind, what was that movie with Michelle Rodriguez and LL Cool J in it? Was it Mindhunters? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mine, I don't, look, why I know that, I have no idea. Because Joe is your friend. Me? <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, but that, like, I remember watching that movie as Mindhunters, and then I think they re-released it in wide release. I think I saw it when it was, like, limited release, and then they released it wide release, like, 
a year and a half later or two years later after like Michelle Rodriguez was more popular under a different name. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. I liked the movie though. Okay. It's time to go. <laughs> Heck, final thoughts. Uh... I don't even know, man. Oh, Bat Crowbar. Yeah. Bat, Bat Crowbar, indeed. Um, Oscorp, final thoughts? Go check out Dark Matter. I'm going to pick up the comics soon. They have Dark Matter comic books? Yeah, it's Dark Horse. They, uh, they wrote the show, and I guess it wasn't picked up, so they made it into comics. And then they made the show. Really? Wait, so do, is, do you know if it's the same storyline? I'm just, I would assume it is, but I haven't, I haven't had a chance to read them. Well, we might have that in our, um, in our, in our email. Yeah. I'll go look. Um, but I don't want the comic to mess up the show for me. Yeah, I'm sure the show's past the comic, if that's the case, because I don't, I didn't even know it was out, so it couldn't have been out for that long. Man, that that uh, chick mix in that show is so fly. Like, oh my god! Every time I see her, I'm just like, I like, I yeah. Honestly, the only thing that could make her better is if she had an English accent. Like, that's the only thing. I don't know if she could be any better. And we're gonna settle down. I'm just saying, it's true. Why Anglophilia? Oh, because oh, love it. Well, it's a, the English accent is great, but she but she's not Anglo. No, but you love everything about Britain. I don't like, like you, you use the term the king's English. Yeah. How do you feel about Benny Hill? Oh, he loves it. Benny Hill is funny. He has a copy of the King James Bible. Yeah, <laughs> copy of the Bible would you have? <laughs> I, I have the old Spanish one in Latin. <laughs> Do you really? Old yeah, Spanish my, grandma, my grandma has like a giant. That's awesome. It's in Latin and Spanish. That and it has extra books. Oh, that's classic. That's classic. My, my, my mom uh, had one of those Latin Bibles back in the day, but I don't think she has it anymore. But, you know... They grew up where the bass was in Latin, so. Um, big man in chess is Dark Matter's really good, better than Killjoy's. I was thinking about checking out Killjoy's. I haven't done it yet, but Dark Matter, I love. Shout out to Oz for that one. Um, Moses Magnum, final thoughts, buddy. Well, you should listen to Carl Effects' new album, Slow Death. It's awesome. Word. And uh, for the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you guys for hanging out. Uh, big shout out to Jay. It was Jay's birthday yesterday. And so he's probably recovering. On Monday. I'm sorry, Monday. I apologize. It was Monday. Like, I don't know what day it is. Um, but yeah, so he's probably still recovering. Shout out to him. Hope he's having a good time. Happy and birthday. Yay. Happy birthday, Jay. Uh, we'll be back next week. And uh, in the meantime, if you want to go ahead and reach out to us, hit us at Twitter, at Fantastic Forum. Like, we'd love to friggin' interact with you there. And, uh, of course, you can always hit us on the site 
at allgames.com slash FF, or you can hit us. Like, you know, we got forums there, of course. Uh, his email, fantasticforum at allgames.com. Um, or whatever. You know, you can hit us. We all got Twitters, too, right? So find us. You can actually find us in the uh, Fantastic Forum Twitter if you want to talk to any of us individually. Uh, until next week, we're out. <laughs>